Pray, preach to me. Praise the Lord, Elder. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Another good night to be in the house of the Lord. Feel the presence of the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. Uh, I was just simply told a day or so ago, yesterday, uh, stand your ground. Remember the promise God give you. He's went before the church already. This is the church's season. He told me again, he said, stand your ground. We're going to stand our ground. Praise the Lord. I'm like Brother Riggin. We ain't seen nothing yet. I said, we ain't seen nothing yet. Come on. Woo. I'm not backing up an inch. If that means I got to pray harder, I'll pray harder. If that means I've got to lay aside some meals, I'm ready to lay aside some meals. Come on. Somebody, somebody with me tonight. said, are you with me tonight? Come on, somebody. Come on, we got to push dinner aside or supper aside. I'm willing to do that to see what God wants to do. Are you with me tonight? Come on, somebody. Woo! Praise the Lord. Sir, if you want your kids to be involved, you got to get involved. Hello. Praise God. You want them to run and shout? You're going to have to run and shout. Come on, you want them to speak in tongues? Uh, you need to speak in tongues. Come on, sir. Woo. Ma'am, you want your, your daughters to dance in the Holy Ghost? You're going to have to dance in the Holy Ghost. You want them to shout their hair down? You're going to have to shout your hair down. Oh, come on, somebody. I know you're not allergic to that around here. Well, feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. If we could, let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of John, chapter 5. Praise the Lord. All day long, this has just been in my spirit all day. Praise the Lord. I feel like the Lord wants to do something very special here tonight. Now listen, if you come and you don't have the Holy Ghost, it's God's will that you leave out of here with the Holy Ghost tonight. Do you hear me? Amen. It says, chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these laid a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind halt withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whoever, whoever, so, whoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years, when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been there now a long time in that case. He said unto him, What thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but why I'm coming another step it down before me. And Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked, and on the same day was the Sabbath. 
sweet, sweet Jesus, we thank you tonight for every person. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for the power of your word tonight, Lord. Oh, God, I'm asking you tonight to move, God. If there's understanding that needs to be opened up, open it up tonight, Lord. God, move on those tonight that need this precious Holy Ghost, Lord. Help those tonight, God, that need to move in the dimension towards you today, Lord. God, we're so careful to give you the praise, the thanks, and the glory. We want you to get all the glory out of this service tonight. Would you put your Bibles down and would you clap your hands unto the Lord, all you people? Oh, praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Thank you, sweet Lamb of God. Praise God, praise God. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach by the help of the Holy Ghost just a few minutes tonight, the house of mercy. The house of mercy. The love of God is not just a passing feeling, but it's a powerful force, praise God. It's the strongest force there is in this world. Do you know that tonight? There is no force in this world that has the strong, oh my God, that's stronger, praise God, uh, than the love of God. Uh, that can take a man, that can take a lady, uh, that can take a boy or a girl uh, and transform them uh, into the likeness uh, of Almighty God. Uh, it takes a power uh, to do that. Uh, it takes something beyond uh, human ability uh, to change your thinking. It takes power from God to transform you. I'm so glad that the love of God and the mercy of God, praise God, got a hold of my heart. Without it, praise God, none of us would be here tonight. Praise God. Jesus came into Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. You know, there's an old, there's an old spirit here tonight. I feel it, brother. There's a spirit here tonight. Don't want me to preach this message. You hear me? But I take dominion over that lying spirit right now. Praise the Lord. Come on, I said I take dominion over that thing. It's peaked his head up out of hell. Uh, come on, we're going to preach this tonight. Uh, I'll put it down in granny low devil, and I'll spit it out if I got to. Uh, but we're going to put it out there tonight. Uh, this is what you put on my heart, God, uh, and this is what I'm going to preach. Uh, and I'm not going to let some mealy mouth devil uh, or somebody uh, that wants to be used by the devil tonight uh, to stop me. Come on, somebody. Come on, there's liberty in this house tonight. Where Jesus is at, there's liberty. Come on. Somebody needs to hear this word tonight. Or God would have put it on my heart. Come on, somebody. Woo. I know what that spirit is now. It's an unconcerned spirit. It's what it is, brother. 
is a spirit of unconcern. Come on, somebody. I'll come against you right now in the name of Jesus. I come against that unconcerned, oh my God, unconcerned spirit. Uh, come on, you got to get concerned uh, about what God's doing in this thing. Uh, we got to come together. I bind you right now. I cast you back in the pit you come out of. I loosen the adoption of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth uh, in this house right now in the name of Jesus. Woo. Come on, God said, don't tie my hands tonight. Let me work. He said, don't tie my hands tonight. We could tie God's hands by not responding to what God wants to do up in this place right now. Woo! Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You clap your hands one more time before you sit down. Hallelujah. You get as concerned about Jesus as you are concerned about that stuff that you left before you come in here. You can have your little church tonight. Come on. Woo. Let's get our minds on Jesus tonight. Come on, we're not playing around here. This is revival. We don't have time to play. Come on, we got to get in gear and let God have his way. Come on, if you come to play tonight, you come to the wrong place. Oh, I got to have revival. Praise the Lord. Whoo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feels a lot better. Praise the Lord. Amen. You can be seated. Mm. I remember one time, and I'll get into my message. I remember one time being in a revival, Brother Riggin, and the Lord spoke several things to me before I preached that morning, and it's just like the way he said it would happen. Praise God. And we had people that threw their, their canes and jumped up out of wheelchairs and got the Holy Ghost and run around the church. And we had backsliders to get the Holy Ghost. And we had healings and we had some miracles. And, and all of a sudden, this woman began to scream out. Woo! Loud as she could. I noticed the man sitting beside her had only been preaching just about 10 minutes. Tears were just flowing off his face. I mean, they looked like 50 cent pieces hitting the floor. And all of a sudden, I was going to walk off the platform to go pray for that lady. And the Lord spoke to me and said, that's a devil's decoy. Leave her alone. There's a decoy in every service. <laughs> there is a decoy in every service that will try to redirect. Come on, now, we're not going to let this happen in this service tonight. I'm taking dominion over this service right now. There is always a decoy to try to reroute the service in the way that the enemy wants it to go, but we're not going to let that happen tonight, are we? I said, we're not going to let that happen tonight, are we? The reason she was crying because her boyfriend got the Holy Ghost that morning, she didn't go have no place to go. Oh, come on, somebody.
Now, we're not going to let that happen here tonight. Now, as Jesus went into Jerusalem, he saw that man had been lying there by the pool of Bethesda 38 long years, and Jesus knew what was going on with him. He knew he had been there all that time. Uh, Freedom of mind, he's God. He knows everything. Praise the Lord. Uh, and he saw this man and immediately knew the man's story. He knows your story tonight. Uh, he knows all about you. Uh, you have not hid anything from him. Uh, if you think you've got it hid, uh, maybe you're hiding it from the brothers. Uh, maybe you're hiding it from the sisters. Uh, maybe you're hiding it from your folks. Uh, but he knows uh, your story. Uh, he already knows. Knows all about you. He knows what you're struggling with right now. He knows your particular problem. Uh, David said he knows my uprising. Uh, he knows my downsettings. Uh, he knows all there is to know uh, about you and I today. Uh, he knows your pain. Uh, he knows your sorrow. Uh, he knows your worries. Uh, he knows your rest. Oh, oh my. Every reservation that you have today. Cannot think a thought in my mind that God don't know what I'm thinking. He knows that when we're discouraged, maybe you're feeling like that a little bit tonight. Don't be discouraged. You're sitting in the house of mercy. I said, don't be discouraged. You're sitting in the house of mercy. Praise God. Uh, he knows your feelings. Uh, he knows when you need help. Uh, and he knows you need it right now. Uh, he knows what you're facing tomorrow uh, before you even face it. Uh. And he said he knew this man had been there 38 long years. You know, I've been in revivals before where I went to go pray for somebody. I said, preacher, please don't pray for me. If I get healed, I'll lose my, my money. And I said, well, my Lord, if God takes it away, he'll supply another way for you. If he wants to heal you, that means he's going to make you able to work. That way you'll be responsible for yourself. Woo! <laughs> Praise the Lord. This man did not catch God unaware. Do you hear me? He didn't catch him off guard. He, he wasn't worried or being surprised about his condition. The only thing that God wanted to know, wilt thou be made whole, is what he asked the man. Uh, he didn't ask him about 38 long years. Uh, he didn't ask him about his worries or his problems. Uh, he already knew all that. Uh, all he asked him, he said, wilt thou be made whole? Uh, the impotent man asked him and said, sir, uh, I have no man to put me in the water uh, when the water's troubled, uh, when I'm coming another step it down before me uh, come on he was just you oh my he would just use an excuse like we do sometimes uh, when we come in the house of God. Uh, well, if they hadn't got in the way, uh, I'd have got something. Friend, if you want it bad enough, uh, you don't care who's in the way. Uh, you just tip it toe up there uh, where Jesus is at, uh, and you just tell him, uh, I need. said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately, you know the story, the man was made whole and took up his bed and began to walk. Friend, I think it will behoove each and every one of us tonight to hear the words of the Lord this evening. Praise God. Wilt thou, wilt thou be made whole? 
Do you want to be delivered or not tonight? I said, do you really want to be delivered or not tonight? Praise God. Do you really want the real goods tonight? You've been walking around like you got the real goods. You've been walking around like you prayed up uh, and you fasted up, uh, but you're just as far away from God uh, as you possibly can be tonight, sir. Uh, you need you a good old-fashioned new dose uh, of the Holy Ghost. Uh, come on, it's time to get on the boat. Uh, it's time, hallelujah, that we set our petty stip. Oh, my God, uh, our petty differences aside. Uh, and let God be God. You're in the house of mercy. You ought to have all that God offers you today. Something happened to this man's spirit when the Lord spoke to him. Arise, take up thy bed. Faith entered into his spirit, and he heard the words of the Lord. Hope by the time this is over with tonight that faith would have been entered into your spirit. Praise God from this message. After all, the scripture said faith coming by hearing the word. Come on, by hearing the word of the Lord. Uh, so you know what the word Bethesda means? It means a house of mercy. Uh, I want you to tell, oh my God, uh, I want to tell you that's where he found me at. Uh, he found me in the house of mercy. Uh, and I believe that this church ought to mean anything. Uh, it ought to mean the house of mercy. Uh, I said it ought to be the house of earth. Oh my God, uh, mercy. Uh, where you can come tonight. Uh, back God, you can come in the house of mercy uh, and you can get what you need to get. Uh, I believe if we stay long enough uh, in the house of mercy, uh, God has set us free. I believe if we stay long enough, he'll heal our bodies. Uh, he'll heal our lameness. Uh, he'll heal our feebleness. Uh, he'll heal our addictions. Uh, he'll heal our sorrows. Uh, it pains and hurts that all of us feel from time to time. You can take away your weakness tonight. You know you got a weakness, and you need to deal with it, or it's going to deal with you. <laughs> Woo. I said you can deal with your weakness tonight, or your weakness is going to deal with you. God's got a way about bringing you down to his size where he can talk to you. I remember one time, I was pretty young in the Lord, and I preached a couple of revivals. The Lord spoke to me and said, all your doors are revolving doors. Go home. Go help your pastor for the whole year. Well, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> i just being honest. I thought, you know, hey. And I thought, revolving doors, oh, wow, that's awesome. Then I thought about, man, revolving doors. They open, they shut behind you. They're not open doors. And I told my pastor, I said, Pastor, I need to talk to him. He said, yeah, I got a word from God for you, brother. And so I told him when the Lord spoke, and he said, he said, that's what he told me. But the Lord told me this. He said, once you did what I asked you to do, he said, when I open the doors, they don't shut. Come on, that's been 14 years ago since I started evangelizing. They have not shut. Praise the Lord. I said, they have not shut. 
Praise God. But you know what? I hope you're hearing me tonight. Praise God. God's got a way. God knew what he needed to do to me to get me in the place that I needed to be. Praise God. Could it be that I was supposed to get the big head? Could it be that I was supposed to get out of control? Could it be that God just needed me to sit down and listen to him for a little bit? Praise the Lord. Uh, and hear his words some more and let it get in me and, and let it root some things up that maybe that I hid and harbored in my spirit and in my heart. Uh, and God say, hey, I want to talk to you, boy. I want you to sit down for a while. God's trying to talk to you, sir. He's been trying to speak to you in this revival. But I've watched you snuff the word of God. I've watched you let it roll off your back like a rolling off a duck's back. You keep going in the direction you're going, sir. Uh, God's going to knock your props out from underneath you. Uh, and you're going to be down there. Uh, and you're going to be looking up. Uh, and you're going to be saying, God, uh, I hear you now. Woo. Come on, that's your word in the Holy Ghost. Jesus, Jesus. Gloom and doom preacher. Praise the Lord. But I'm going to tell you what the Lord's speaking to me. It would be unfair if I didn't tell you. Especially if you're dodging what God has called for you. Come on, I said, especially if you're playing dodgeball with God. And that's exactly what you're doing. We can never get so big that God can't bring us down to where He can talk to us. I've seen some of the biggest and some of the meanest come in. And God humbled them like little babies. And they cry like little babies saying, I'd never cry. I'd never do that. Oh, friend, be careful what you say. Be careful about what you talk. Uh, come on, be careful what you talk outside these doors uh, around people that don't know anything about this. Be careful. Uh, praise God because you can persuade them uh, not to even come. I believe God can take away your weakness if you stay in the house of mercy long enough. He'll come to where you are and he'll find you and he'll pick you up. You hear me? I said he'll pick you up because just like the lame man, come on, God was there. That's why it's important that we be in every single service uh, because he's going to pass your way and he's going to have something specially for you. Uh, praise God. But if we miss a service, you're going to miss something that God uh, had for you. Uh, come on, and it could be that day, the day he was coming by uh, to lift you up uh, out of that place that you was at uh, or lift you up. Uh, come on, from that stinking thinking that you got going on uh, in your mind uh, and God was going to clear your mind uh, and give you some peace of mind uh, and take that worry away. Uh, I believe that things oh my God I think that things that this church has been leaning on uh, and oh come on now uh, and all the crutches you've been carrying around uh, is about to be delivered from some of you. Uh, I said I believe it's about to be delivered from some of you uh, not for your glory uh, but for his. Uh, I believe that you're about to uh, come on to rise up uh, and take the hand of God. Uh, come on friend of mine. Uh, it was in the house of mercy uh, that he made me oh my God uh, that he made the man rise up and walk up. Uh, Oh, hallelujah.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Notice the words in the scripture. There in Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool which is called in the Hebrew, Hebrew tongue, Bethesda having five porches. The Bible says it, and history tells us this place called Bethesda was not a place that the elite would meet to eat. <laughs> the pool of Bethesda was not a place where people would gather and socialize, if you will. You don't take your children there to go feed the ducks at this pool. You didn't take your picnic lunch by the pool of Bethesda because it was a place where the sheep market was. And if you know anything about watering the sheep and the sheep getting in the water and they coming out of the water and the smell that they have, pretty bad. On the outskirts of the city, praise God, it wasn't a pleasant place. There was no fountain springing up, praise the Lord, that you could enjoy and watch all the beauty all around. There were sheep everywhere, and that's where the sheep were dipped. Come on. And all those sheep together day after day after day, this is where the individuals come and sell the sheep. And this is a place where the sheep was purchased. And you could hear the bleeding and you could hear the sheep and you could hear the shepherds trying to herd everything around. And can you imagine all the all that was going on and the separation of the flocks and all the yelling and all the stuff and hollering that was going on. But I want you to understand, this is a place that you wouldn't imagine Almighty God and all His glory and splendor and majesty would come and choose to go. But He went there anyway. Do you hear me? I said He went there anyway. Uh, praise God. I don't know how many times David talked about the mercy of the Lord. Uh, but oh, give thanks unto the Lord uh, for His good, for He is good, for His mercy uh, endure it forever. Uh, come on, when David thought about his God, uh, he didn't think about just a God of judgment uh, and a God that was going to destroy although God uh, is a just God and he is a God of judgment uh, praise God uh, but he realized that there come oh my God uh, if you'll come before the throne of God uh, and pour out your spirit before God uh, and ask for the mercy of God uh, God's going to extend his hand uh, he's going to extend mercy to you uh, time after time uh, if you're getting right with him uh, Proverbs tells you that he that covered his sin uh, shall not prosper Inspire. You're seeing and you think you're getting by with it. You're not. I want you to wipe that thought slap out of your mind tonight. Praise God because God Almighty knows every thought that you're having already. He knows what you've been up to. I said he knows what you've been up to. He knows your motives. He knows what's in your spirit. And he sees what I do in all the secret places when nobody else is around. Woo! <laughs> Praise God. David said, where can I go and hide from him if I make my bed in hell? He's there. If I go to the highest mountain, he's there. If I flee across the ocean, he's there. And that's the same thing that saved me when I realized, come on, when I realized that wherever I am, wherever I am, uh, God is there. Whatever I say, uh, God is there. He hears every word. Uh, he's the guest at every single meal. Do you hear me? He's the unseen guest in every conversation. He's the unseen guest in every action uh, that you and I perform. Uh, he knows exactly the way that we take. 
He that covered his sin shall not prosper, Finn. I want you to know that there's no reason to have to cover your sin. If you would just realize what I'm preaching tonight. Come on, God is a merciful God. I said God's a merciful God, a God whose judgment can be laid aside uh, when you repent of your sins uh, and you go to that place called Calvary uh, and you let his blood cover you. Hello. Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Come on, reach out to the Lord right now. It goes on to say, He that covers his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever will confess and forsake them shall have mercy. Shall have mercy. I'm glad that I fit into that place called whosoever. Come on, my name belong there. I was at whosoever. I want you to know it's the devil's job to get you to quit. I said it's his job to get you to quit. Uh, he'll bring things into your mind that happened 20 years ago that didn't mount to a hill of beans. Uh, and he'll tell you you're not worthy to lift your hands to God. Uh, he'll tell you that you don't belong in the church. Uh, he'll tell you that everybody's watching you and condemning you. Uh, but my God is greater in his mercy uh, than all the guilt uh, that the enemy can put on your mind. Do you hear me? Uh, come on, my God is greater than that. Uh, I said my God is greater than that. Uh, I say that if I'm guilty uh, and I'm rogue. I need to go to Calvary. I said, if I'm guilty and I'm rogue, I need to go back to Calvary. But if I've, oh my God, but if I've confessed my sins uh, and forsaken my sins, uh, I can walk with my head up tall. Uh, do you hear me? Uh, I can walk with my shoulders squared back uh, and I can say, uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, his mercy endured forever. Oh, some of you need to tell the devil that his mercy endure forever. You can walk with your head up high because you've confessed your sins. I'm a recipient of mercy. He found me by the pool called Bethesda. He found me broken, forsaken, lonely, afraid, maimed. He found me helpless. He found me without hope. He spoke to me and said, what would you have me to do? And all I knew is I needed mercy. And I said, God, I need some mercy. Come on, God, I need some mercy. When you recognize that you need the mercy of God to help you live a life, come on, to live a life that's overcoming. Come on, it does something. Come on, in, in, on the inside of you. Woe unto man and woe unto woman and woe unto young people. Praise God that feel like the only recourse uh, is to live for God. Uh, is on their own strength. Uh, oh, come on, listen to me. You'll find in this life uh, you'll fail God a million times over. Uh, and with your failure comes condemnation. Uh, and with condemnation comes guilt. Uh, and with guilt comes, a, oh my God, a feeling of forgetting uh, and giving up. Uh, you mark it down. Many folks have turned their back on God uh, and walked away from the house of mercy. Uh, it wasn't because there wasn't sufficient preaching. Uh, come on there in that church. Uh, it wasn't because the word of God uh, was not being preached there and it wasn't strong enough. Uh, they just hadn't loved God enough. 
But it's when you try to live for God on your own strength and your own power, you're going to end up as a failure. If it had been possible for you and I to live for God on our own strength, do you think that God would have spilt his blood at Calvary for you and I? And he would have sacrificed his life for you and I? No, sir. Come on. My God doesn't do things just by accident. He does things on purpose. You hear me? Praise God. The very fact that my God went to Calvary lets me know that I need Calvary, that I need an experience with God, uh, that I need to be baptized into the precious name of Jesus. Uh, come on. Uh, I need to be baptized into the precious name of Jesus. Uh, I need the end time filling of the Holy Ghost uh, by the evidence of speaking in other tongues uh, as I come up out of that watery grave uh, that's turned into blood when the name uh, of Jesus was pronounced uh, over that baptismal candidate. Uh, that blood. Oh, come on. That water Water turns to blood. Uh, come on, you're buried with him, uh, and you come up a new man, uh, a new creature in Christ. Uh, um. I need his mercy tonight, church. I said, I need his mercy. Nobody can preach the mercy of God, and nobody can talk about the mercy of God like that person. Come on, that needs the mercy of God. I used to preach the mercy of God to myself every single night when I laid down and cried myself to sleep every night. There are folks every single day in our lives uh, that are watching us. Uh, I said they're watching us, uh, and we ought to portray mercy. Ought to be the house of mercy here. It ought to be your Bethesda. You may feel like you're in a sheep pool. You may feel like there's nothing around you except uh, all kind of stuff going on. Praise God. But you're right in the place where God has got you. You're right in the place of mercy. Come on. You're right in the place where God built a house all around you, the house of mercy. I said you're right around the place where God built a house all around you. He built a house around you called the house of mercy. Uh, and that's to keep you. Praise God. I said that's to keep you. Come on. If you will pray uh, and you'll forsake, come on, and, you, and you'll get down and pray uh, and tell God that you're guilty. Uh, God, I'm guilty of a long tongue. Uh, come on. You know how it is. Sometimes when you walk out the door, you're stepping on your tongue when you get out the door uh, because your tongue's so long. My God, you act like you love them, but my Lord, your tongue is so long. Praise the Lord for you can get out the door good. You're stumbling over your own tongue. Come on, if you'll get out and ask God, God, gird the loins of my mouth. Come on, bridle this mouth, Lord. Don't let me say those things. Keep me from saying those things, God. Help me, Lord. Get out. Come on, get out and confess that to God. And tell him, God, my spirit's rotten. Uh, my attitude ain't no good. Can I tell you that God will come on the scene uh, and he'll help you. Uh, he'll help you with your attitude. Uh, he'll help you with your long tongue. Uh, he'll help you. Uh, when you get out of this service, you won't be on the party line. Said, Can you believe that preacher said that? Hello. Then you join in. You're killing the revival. It's, we gotta come together. This is your revival. We gotta come together. Come on, if all you wanna do is talk about how bad things are in the church, uh, I could give you a hundred good things uh, about this church. Uh, to your ten bad things uh, that you say uh, about this church.
you stop meeting mouthing around about how bad uh, things are uh, and make things good. Come on, we're going to go beyond that tonight, aren't we? We're in the house of mercy where you can find you some mercy and tell God about your long tongue and tell God about your rotten attitude and tell God about how uh, you criticize everything that goes on here. Instead of sitting there acting like you're a part of everything, when you're a criticizer, you're critical. It's critical that you come on, get a hold of who you are for this revival. Because somebody's coming, and they might sit down in your chair, and if your spirit ain't right, you know what you'll do? That's where I sit. You better not. You better not. I remember when I got the Holy Ghost, <laughs> I sat down in an elder and his wife, where they always sat all those years. They never said a word. They even left their Bible. I told my wife, oh, wow. How sweet. They left their Bible. They left the Bible to us, honey. <laughs> brother Burr come and said, can I have my Bible, Brother Harry? I said, oh, yeah, is this where you sit? You sit with us. Oh, no, no, no. That's not our seat. We've just been sitting there, but that's not our seat. We got that patent on that seat. This is my pew. This is my pew. If they come, they will sit not on this pew, but another one. There's plenty of empty spaces in here. What if they want to sit on the front pew? What if they want to sit on the third pew? Come on, it's time to move aside and say, here's a seat. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. They're going to come and you're going to be tried. I said they're going to come and you're going to be tried. Uh, come on, you're in the house of mercy. Uh, tonight you can get some of that stuff uh, out of the way. Uh, for when they come, uh, when you're tried, uh, you'll have mercy. Uh, because this is a house of mercy. Come on, somebody else say, this is the house of mercy. Praise God. Right in the middle of all your chaos, God has built a house of mercy. I was one of those lying there. I was one of them was crippled. One that was weak, nobody cared about, nobody understood, nobody knew. Hear me? But all along there was a great God who had his eyes come on that day on a certain man whenever the Bible declares a certain man you can put your name in that slot I'm that person God God I'm that person come on when it says a certain man it shows us that we're on his mind I said when it says a certain man it shows that we're on God's mind do you hear me Come on, God wouldn't walk in there and tell you all these things uh, if he, you wouldn't on his mind uh, because he wants things to get right. He wants things to be right. Uh, he wants things to be ready. Uh, come on, for when he brings the sheep in, uh, when he begins to bring the harvest in, uh, he knows that you can handle the harvest, uh, that you won't eat them up. A lot of people eat them up because they're scared they're going to lose something along the way. Hello. We have value to him. We mean something 
to the Lord. Don't ever forget he created you and I. His royal blood flows through our veins. And the God is not, come on, God's not happy when his design is wasted. When we spend more time on petty junk and we don't spend no time on him. Some people hit it running. That's how they hit it every morning, hit it running. Never taking the time, come on, to pray for their family. Never taking the time to get down and pray for themselves. Pray for the church, their pastor, his family, the revival. Come on. It's the truth. It's the truth. Come on, we're in the, right in the middle of revival. And my God, God's trying to speak to this church and not tell you this is the house of mercy. Uh, whatever you need tonight, wherever you need to go and meet tonight, uh, whatever problem you're having, uh, whatever thing that you're dealing with uh, that you don't want anybody else to know about, God already knows. Uh, he said, I'm willing to deal with it uh, tonight. is willing to cry out to God and say God have mercy on me you'll be amazed to see the transformation power of almighty God when he comes down and begins to mold that person God always desired to have fellowship with humanity hello opportunity comes opportunity coming into this world to show what kind of mercy he had Praise God, praise God to a little town called Bethlehem. Almighty God looked down, and the Bible said he found him, a little virgin woman, come on by the name of Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Come on. God's looking down. Come on. God's looking for a church in this world right now. I said, God's looking for a church in this world right now. He's looking for a people that he can call his bride. Do you hear me? Uh, who's not messing with the world? Who's not fooling around with the world? Who's not trying to look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world, uh, mimic the world? Uh, he's looking for somebody, praise God, that understands uh, that God has chosen them uh, for this opportunity right now, uh, this time, this season. Uh, and they found their lover in Jesus Christ. Uh, they found, no, oh, come on now almighty God was everything to them uh, and he looked down at that little girl and said uh, that's the utensil uh, that's the vessel uh, that's the conduit uh, I'm going to use to bring my glory uh, into this world uh, and through her uh, I'm going to show my mercy you talk about an awesome occasion come on when the angels appear before Mary and said blessed art thou among women I came to tell this church, this is your hour. Come on, this is your hour. And I feel like God is saying, blessed is this church among churches. Come on. Blessed is this church among churches. Come on, blessed is this church among churches. Come on, God has chosen this church this time, this season. Come on, to give a harvest. Uh, and he said, blessed is this church uh, among other churches. Uh, I'm smiling on this place. Uh, I'm smiling at new life. Uh, Pentecostal church. Uh, come on, in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, I'm smiling tonight uh, on this congregation. Uh, I'm giving this congregation uh, a word uh, of mercy uh, and grace. Uh, and 
and hope and love. God has chosen this church to show his love uh, to a lost and dying world, uh, to our families, uh, to this town. I'm almost done. God told Israel, it's not because you're great. Not because you're great, but God knows how to take a people that were out in sin and in slavery to a world where nothing, had no place to go. But God took us and put us in a church. God put us in a church. God put you in a church. God put you in the house of mercy. Uh, come on now. I said he put you in a church, a house of mercy. If anybody ought to know anything about mercy, it ought to be us. I said if anybody knows anything about mercy, uh, it ought to be the apostolic people. Uh, I said it ought to be the apostolic people of this town right here, uh, right here tonight. Uh, it ought to be you, uh, not because we're great, uh, not because we're strong and mighty. Uh, or wise, the Bible says the book of Corinthians, uh, that God chose the things uh, which are wise. Uh, he chose the things of the world that are... Somebody, you need to reach out to God. He chose the weak things of this world to confound the things that are strong. <laughs> you hear me? A lot of times we get in a good hot service, and the first thing we say, and it comes off, it rolls off our lips, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go. But when God nudges you, at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, it's just a sound in the night. It's just a sound in the night. I remember one morning about 2 o'clock, I heard my front door. It sounded like somebody was trying to kick it off the hinges. Instantly, I rose straight up out of bed. Instantly, I knew it was God knocking on my heart. Instantly, just that quick. And the first person to come to my mind was my baby boy. I took off running, running down the hall to his bedroom. He wasn't there. I fell down on my knees. I got a hold of God. God was knocking on my door to wake me up. I don't know what was going on with that boy that night. And I don't know what was happening, but all I know is I got a hold of God because God beat on my door. How many times have God beat on our door and we reach and grab our cover and say, just a noise in the night. And could it be that he's trying to get you up to pray for revival? Could it be that he's trying to get you up and pray for somebody that God's working on in this revival? And you say, oh, it's just a, it's just a noise in the night. Why don't you sit up and why don't you try, God? Uh, come on, why don't you sit up and say, God, is that you? God, do you want me to get up and pray? Uh, God, do you want to talk to me? Uh, is there something you want to tell me, God? Uh, is there something you want to talk to me about? Uh, and you'll find out uh, that it's God. All alone trying to beckon you uh, to get up uh, where he could talk to you. Sometimes that's the only time he can get your attention when you're laying there. Oh, no, Bokoria, Sato, Tata, Yala, Bokoria. 
I said, sometimes that's the only time he can really get your attention when you're laying flat on your back and all the worries of the day is gone. And he knocks on your door and you pull the covers up over your shoulders and said, not now, God. You know what's happened. You know what's happened a lot of times to you. And you just played it off like a sound in the night. Come on, it's time to get serious with God. It's time to get serious about this revival. I said, it's time to get serious. My God, I said, it's time to get down. Come on, where the rubber meets the road at. It's time to get everything out of the way. Come on, we, we, we got some stuff. Come on, it's still trying to harbor this revival. There's still some things, come on now, that, that you need to drop off. Uh, come on, I didn't say there are big old things, but there's things that we need to get rid of. You better ready, get ready to go to some Bethesda's, some stinky places. Come on, you want to be used by God? You say, God, I want you to use me. But when God knocks on your door, you say, not now, God, I'm busy. You really want to be used by God? God's going to take you some places you didn't think you would ever go. You know why some of us are scared to get involved? Get involved in people's lives because it hurts. Love hurts. When you're rejected, it hurts. I know. I used to be the outreach director in our church. I know what it's like to call an outreach thing and, and 30 people stand up and, oh, I'm coming. And you get to the church and pray and nobody shows up but you and your wife. I know what it's like. Praise God. Somebody's got to do it. I said somebody's got to do it. But we're afraid, come on, because love hurts. And the more you love, the more it hurts. And the, when, and the more you're rejected, the more you say, hey, I don't want to do it. But who was more rejected than Jesus Christ? I said, who was more re We're worried about us. We're worried about our rejection. Listen, friend, I've knocked on the front door and knew they was running to the back door and run to the back door and wait for them to open up the screen. I have. I worked on a kid. I went to the jail. I used to do the jail ministry. I used to go preach at the jail every Sunday morning. And uh, I've been working with this young man. And something, something just bold come over me. And I said, you know what? I said, I feel like God could give you a jail break. He did it in the Bible. I said, you believe that? He was so excited. He said, yeah. Believe it or not, two days later, that guy got out of jail. I was just trying to speak some faith to him. And I told him, I said, if you'll come to church, give your life, you and your wife, to God. I said, God's going to do splendid things for you and your family. He said, I'm coming. He come once or twice. Promise me a Bible study. So I told my wife, he's only like 30 minutes from me. I said, I'm going to go see him today. I said, he's been, he's been sneaking around me. He sees my car. He pulls up in the back. He sees my car in the front, and I said, he eases right off that hill. Right down that side road, I said, I got his number, you got it. I knocked on the door. His little old wife come to the door, as soon as she seen the tears just started rolling down her face. I said, where is he? 
from me that day but I called him the next day I called him trying to run out the back door I said gotcha did you know he went right back to jail right back to jail for the same thing he's doing he lost that pretty little wife and that beautiful little girl and the, mer the hand of mercy was reaching for him I said the hand of mercy was reaching for him my God I said the hand of mercy was reaching for him how much how many times is a hand of mercy coming here and reach for some of us and we thumbed our nose up at God come on how many times have God walked in here to heal us praise the Lord and we rejected his healing because we didn't feel anything and God did it praise God and we said no I'm not healed can I tell you when God healed my body just here about a month ago I absolutely didn't feel a thing I had an elder call me from Texas, an elder that I look up to, that I'm accountable to, and he's about 80 years old, and he called me, he said, Brother Heron, he said, you're having some problems. Uh, and he said, I'm fist to pray for you right now. And my God, you could feel the Holy Ghost in my car when he began to pray. And he began to pray about some spirits that tried to attack my body. Uh, and he began to pray about some things going on in my body. Uh, and he called me two days later, and he said, Brother Heron, God, God spoke to me and said, you're healed. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you. He said, you close that healing uh, I've claimed that healing uh, and I hadn't had a problem uh, since then how many times do we thumb our nose I didn't feel nothing I didn't feel a thing we want the goosebumps we want the excitement can I tell you when that lady her foot the bottom of her foot was the top of her foot that's the only way I know how to explain it to you wasn't it, Sister Herring? The, the bottom of her foot was the top of her foot. It was flipped over. <laughs> but I was in a revival. It was my last night of revival there, and God had already did so many things there, many miracles, and, and many people. I don't know how many people got the Holy Ghost, 30, 35, or 40 people in that revival. And <laughs> all of a sudden, while we was looking, it was just everything was kind of quieting down. We looked and God took that foot and he made that foot like it was supposed to be. You could see it. We watched it turn over with our own eyes. Did we not see it, Sister Aaron? We watched it with our own eyes. I watched that foot go back to normal the way it was supposed to. And you know what? I don't think that little lady felt anything because she was just sitting there. She was sitting there minding her own business, brother, when God did it. She didn't have her hands up in the air. Come on, friend of mine. We want the goosebumps. We want all the things uh, that come along uh, with what we think uh, the miracle's going to be like. Uh, if we would just let God be God, uh, my God, what kind of miracles uh, would come out of these services? Uh, what kind of services uh, would we have? Come on, you're sitting in the house of mercy tonight. I said, you're sitting in the house of mercy tonight. Some of you rejected this message. Some of you embraced it. But there are several of you that's rejected this message tonight. I've seen the spirit of rejection over you. Jesus, come on. Jesus was more rejected than anybody. 
The Bible says, For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The house of mercy, house of mercy is where he found us. Can you imagine the anguish of the man laying there for 38 long years? I'm not talking about a man, but I'm talking about baby, possibly hundreds of people lying around that place. Every one of them, when they saw the water troubling, they begin to push. They begin to fight. They begin to struggle. They begin to curse. I'm talking about a, a vile circumstance trying to be the first person into the water. Thank God that we can get up and we can walk to an altar in the hand of mercy waiting on us. I said, thank God that we can get up and walk to an altar in the hand of mercy waiting on you dipping their feet in. Come on, putting their hands in the water. Somehow to be the first one to be able to be delivered. Uh, look at some of those rock concerts. You think about some of the rock concerts. Uh, all that crazy junk that they do. Praise God. Uh, you, you think about the shopping malls. You can't hardly go to the malls anymore for all the nasty lewd junk that's there. Uh, you think about uh, the streets on Friday night. Uh, what people are looking for. You wonder why people pierce up all their face. Uh, and you wonder why they got their hair orange and purple and blue and all that. They're looking for something that's tangible, something they can get a hold of, uh, something that means something to them. They're looking for what you and I's got. Uh, they're looking for the mercy of God. Come on, somebody reach out. I'm closing. Somebody reach out. This old man, lame man, lost all of his hope many years ago, and now he's just lying in solitary confinement. As it were, thinking there's no hope. I might as well forget it. That's where he found us. When I'd given up hope, broken, alone, unsure, confused, and felt like there was no hope, that's when my God came on the scene. You know what God's looking for tonight? He's looking for somebody to say, God, I've tried it my way. I've tried to work all this out myself, God, but I've come to no avail to get it worked out. And God, I need your mercy. Come on, you ought to get up and run to this altar tonight, some of you. That's where God stepped in his foot on the porch of the house of mercy. Where I'd been lying for years, that's where he put his big foot at. When he walked in, that's where he appeared. You know what he said? I remember he said, Wilt thou be made whole? I didn't quite understand. So I was a drug addict, alcoholic. But when he was saying, Wilt thou be made whole? He was saying, Hey, I want to take all that stuff away from me. I want to make you whole. I want to make you healed. I want to heal you. Did you know that God loves you so much that he don't want to leave you in the condition you're in tonight? I said, my God loves you so much. He does not want to leave you in the condition that you're in. Sir, did you know that your words are like daggers? When you throw those words, they're like daggers. 
Did you know that your wife's not a doormat to you, but she's to be beside you, your helpmate? But when you throw those daggers at her, those words, uh, you kill her with your words. Uh, it's worse than beating her with your fist. It's the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassion faileth not. They're renewed every morning. Mercy of Christ. We even get out of bed. Grace and mercy standing there together. Sin is praying you this morning for you, Brother Herrick. My mercy, grace is standing waiting on you. Before you even crawl out of bed. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Thank God for his long suffering. If it had not been for his long suffering, I wouldn't be here tonight. Woo! Church, we're in the house of mercy. Church! We're in the house of mercy. Some of us ought to be travailing. Some of us ought to be wailing. Uh, some of us ought to be letting God uh, get a hold of some of this stuff and get it out of our spirits. They're coming, and sure enough, if you're not prayed up, and you ain't got that stuff out. You're going to fit somebody. And it could be that you have to stand in judgment uh, for that person. I 
Bonnie.